Hey everyone, and welcome to the 110th episode of We're All in the Same Boat. We've been doing this for so long, so I can't believe we're at 110 episodes. So I'm your host, Luke Roxwold, and today we are going to be talking about Ellen DeGeneres again, because everyone gave us a big reaction, and we didn't think we really covered it very well in the last episode, so we all did some research, and we're bringing it back. Today, I am here with Michael. Yo. Shane. What's up? And Caleb is back. Hello, hello. Whew. All right. Uh, as always, you can check out our <laughs> podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. We just added on there. Uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. So we're we there. appreciate that. You can also follow our Instagram at WAITSB Podcast, which is really ramping up. People are really participating. Yep. I posted a poll. And, and I don't know if, if you guys post polls on Instagram very much, but... I posted one and I usually get like 10 people at, at the most. Like I feel good about 10. Yeah, uh, for sure. But the, po- the polls I've been posting on for ro- we're all in the same boat, like all of our different ones, we're getting 30 people with opinions, throwing stuff Yay. about what they think about these ideas. Nice. Uh, we are talking about Kit Kats and Reese's, but hey, people have opinions. So welcome to the people podcast, guys. People care about guys. what matters the most. They do. Obviously, Ooh. these are the topics that really are moving America right now. <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus is going down we're like all right but what about reese's <laughs> um uh, reese's i'm not gonna say that again we're gonna move on i actually reese's. every single time every single time i say it i'm wondering if i'm saying it right because i i say it and then i think back and i can't remember Which what i it? literally just said <laughs> yeah oh. i'd be like that sometimes all right, so uh, I do want to mention one little announcement before we jump into some of the topics. Ooh. After, uh, for those of you listening who don't know this, the way that we record this episode or the, this podcast is remote, which means we all jump onto a Discord server and then record our audios and sync everything up and do all that stuff that I do that doesn't matter, okay? However, when we finish <laughs> recording, when I go back to edit all this audio, a lot of people just jump into our little hangout section of our Discord. So, if you want to hang out with us after the Go podcast, hang. that's the way to do it. Last time, yeah. I had, I think, eight pretty different lit people. Stuff. Yeah. Eight different people came and hung out and then left. And some people would come and then they'd leave. And then some people would listen and then they'd mute themselves. And then other people would chime in. We talked about Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and movies and everything. We are on there for almost three hours. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Intense. So, if you guys want to come out to that. Go to my Instagram, Luke Roxwold, L-U-K-E-R-O-C-K-S-W-O-L-D, and send me a direct message, and I will send you the link to join us. Uh, it's just Hangout. It's kind of like the podcast 2.0, but really chill and really fun. So, join If us. you yeah. are lonely during these quarantine <laughs> hours, we will be your friend. So, <laughs> come on down. That's right. Get in the boat, everyone. Get in the boat. All right. So, Michael. Yeah. You finally did it. You tried Finally McDonald's the correct way. So I went to McDonald's for lunch. Can I say I didn't I was not aware you hadn't had it in ten years. Yeah, I've been, I've last time I had it, I'm pretty sure I had a, I got a Bionicle Matorin as the toy in the Happy Meal. <laughs> I think that was the day <laughs> That's I stopped a going long to McDonald's. Time ago. So the what, last day they had my Bionicles there was the last day I went there. So what what has randomly inspired you to now start going back to McDonald's? Well we talked about it on our podcasts. Uh, like two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Well, I'm gonna try all three of them: Taco Bell, Wendy's, and McDonald's, and really see." Because like I'm a man of like integrity. Yeah, I don't just say things and then not back yeah. it up. Like I, you want to back I it said, up? 
we I said definitively that McDonald's sucks and is barely <laughs> eating food on this podcast. And then I realized Ooh. I haven't really eaten McDonald's in a very long time. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I remember how it tastes. I think so. You corrected other, your ways. Yeah. So I, I think I have had McDonald's like here and there within the past few years, but not like I didn't buy it, and yeah. it's not like something like I remembered. You know, you weren't like I'm gonna go get McDonald's. Yeah, like I've like been somewhere and so I was like, oh, hey, I have an extra sandwich. You want one? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> You're well, like I hate McDonald's, but it's but free. Take it. I have I'm to hungry. have it. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't even think it. about the taste if the food's free. You know. So for sure. Uh, last week, That's I, so I tried true, to get it. actually. Yeah, you're just like, oh, sweet, free food. I don't even like. There's no way this can be bad. It's yeah, really, it's almost good. like the thought of what is this I'm eating as it's going into like as you're eating it is like not even there it's just like wait what was that whatever i don't even know it was free i ate it's gone now funny story real quick so when i was in college i was fasting i was doing a daniel fast which is like no um animal products essentially and i'll go to taco bell because i was in college and get the potato soft taco and no cheese and stuff and this is literally the epitome of not thinking about what you're eating i ate the taco and then like an hour later i found like a piece of beef in my tooth I was like, wait, that was a beef taco? What? Like, I just oh. ate it without even thinking about it. Oh, no. And I was like, I was like halfway through no. the fast. Like, I was, it was long enough that I, sh- I should have been, I was like vigilant about it. And I just like scarfed it down in like 30 seconds without even thinking about it. But anyway, so today <laughs> I went to McDonald's and uh, I got there at 10, 16. And I was like, hey, are you guys ordering lunch or doing lunch yet? And she was like, no. I was like, oh, okay, well. That's right. a lie. And she, and she just goes, all right, see you later. <laughs> And I came back <laughs> at 10.38 and the Bye. line was wrapped around the building, first of all. <gasps> yeah, line starts at oh, 10.30, oh, the, I think. The, uh, um, the drive-through line. Yeah, the drive-through line. There's no inside, I don't think. They might, they might be able to go to the counter and buy stuff. I didn't check. But So, I ordered food. They wore gloves this time. Uh, I did a good McDonald's time. breakfast last <laughs> week, which actually is really delicious. And they did not, they did not yes. wear gloves. Um, so, but... So, what? So you got the... You got a, yeah. you got a, Junior hamburger and French fries. Yes, yeah, so I got. Well, I got the double cheeseburger off the two dollar menu, and I got French fries. Three, yeah, so two dollars and forty six cents. Yeah, three did you get, dollars. Michael, hmm. did you get the double cheeseburger or did you get the McDouble? The double cheeseburger. Okay, because two dollars. Fun fact: the double cheeseburger comes with two pieces of cheese, but the McDouble comes with one. So get the double cheeseburger because you're getting more. Or your money. Yeah, you want more cheese. <laughs> cheese is what you're after anyway. You are, getting, who- <laughs> you are getting a majority of fake cheese. <laughs> yeah. I One of my friends who used to work at McDonald's, she told me that. That's a pro tip. So You're okay, saving like 22 cents or something like that. <laughs> um, and I didn't want... I thought about getting the Big Mac, like in the classic McDonald's food, but I've already spent almost $30 yeah. on this thing. <laughs> on this fast food adventure. <laughs> so I'm like, nah. Because dude, Wendy's was like $10. For the Baconator combo. Yeah, but it's so yeah. Yeah, yeah but Chick Fil A is like eight dollars. You're paying for the quality. You're paying for the Chick Fil A is eight dollars though. Hold because on, chi- if you get, if you get a than sandwich, beef. hold on, you got but it's way you, better. Hold on. Anyway, wait, yeah, wait, Wendy's, you got. We can't. Uh, sorry, we can't take too much on this. But <laughs> Wendy's, you got the Baconator fries and a drink. Yeah. And then, if you get those things at uh, Chick Fil A, it's only eight dollars. Not a Baconator, but a chicken sandwich. I sworn it was like ten dollars. No. Or more. No, chicken is cheaper than beef. Well, we have something else to research now. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. I will gladly research Chick-fil-A. But anyway, I went to McDonald's this morning. I made a video, posted it on my Instagram. Um, just kind of recounting my adventures. It was okay. It, like, wasn't disgusting, but it was not delicious. It was, okay. it, just, it tasted gray. I was just eating, it basically just tasted like ketchup and yeah. Play-Doh. 
Oh. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Checks out. Yeah, it's, it's bland. Yeah. It's just there. The patty even looks gray, like Shane said. I yeah. didn't believe it. I saw it. It's, I was like, ugh. There's no color. There's no life. You know? They just put tons of ketchup on everything. I think the taste mm. of McDonald's is just ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, they do. We know give you that a you are a man of your word. Like we, you said it, you thought it, you checked it. Okay. It was true, and you stuck with it. But Luke, you but, were so like, but wait, hardcore last last week about McDonald's. Yeah, you were like, like McDonald's More was than, number one on your list, and you're just gonna accept. No, 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 no. Wendy's. No, Wendy's was my. No, number Wendy's one. was oh, Wendy's number, number one. one. Okay, and McDonald's. Yeah. Wendy's, I think is. If I could choose one to eat, it would High be tier. Wendy's. For sure. Wendy's is definitely now, good. Now, Caleb, you told me that Taco Bell has like higher quality food, which I believe in part. Yes. But I'm pretty sure like some of that food is not high quality. I'm sure some of it's yeah. high quality. So, uh, so, that's so basically like if you could measure food per capita, I know food isn't people, but like if you could measure food basically no food uh, by the amount of food they have that is possibly healthy, Taco Bell is by far the healthiest possible fast food option. Oh, yeah. And I'm not I'm not someone who, like, eats fast food a lot. And when I eat fast food, one of the first things I look... And I've commented on y'all's Instagram about this. Uh, but I look at... You wrote... Hold on. You wrote a, a speech, paper a paragraph. on what you thought. A novel. <laughs> yeah. A novel. I was like, this yeah, is... Wrote, we, we basically said, like... It's a baconator. It's got bacon and cheese. It wins. And you were like, well, if you look at the economics of the way these restaurants are, like, hold on. Whoa. So, yeah. Let me, let me, let me expound on that a little bit then. I love so, Caleb. If I'm going to, if I'm going to get fast food, the first thing I look at is health, which is why Taco Bell goes to the top for me, because there is a possibility, for example, to eat like really good vegan food there. And that is That's because true. at least like in the Taco Bells I've been to recently, and I haven't been to one in the States for a while because I haven't been in the States uh, since like April 2019, although I was briefly in it in uh, December. But in London, they have really good Taco Bells. And you can um, order on like a digital menu without going to the cash register. And you can basically create your own meal. So you'll get a, yeah. you know, a gordita yeah, You can crunch. do that in the States now. You can, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So that that factor is uh, a big deal because even if you do the same uh, kind of McDonald's situation where you're ordering digitally, it doesn't allow you to, uh, you know, um, edit your meal mm-hmm. the way that Taco mm-hmm. Bell does. It's like the, so it's like the a, future. But yeah, wait, a, but, <laughs> but the thing is, I, I just want to point this out. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, if you go to the best McDonald's and you go to the worst McDonald's, it's going to be a night and day difference. Like I know the McDonald's sure, yeah. in New York. Yes. We said this in the last podcast that the McDonald's in New York's in New York's the McDonald's that are in New York have so much technology and you can get like these giant burgers. And it's just like a whole nother experience. It's almost like going to like Shake Shack or something. Um, and so I wonder yeah, if the if absolutely. the Taco Bell that in London is the same way where it's just like, like the Taco Bell company was like these mm-hmm. are the ones that really matter, and then there's like a bunch of other cities where like yeah, just put one there. Give them the cardboard. <laughs> it beef. doesn't have well, to be that good. I can send some links to the to the server in, in a bit, but there are there have been articles that are uh, based in studies that have been done that uh, determine that Taco Bell has the freshest ingredients and is like the best for your health. Again, per individual item on the menu. Obviously, you can get yes. you know ten Crunchwrap Supremes and you're not gonna be in too great <laughs> a shape. But those are also amazing in terms of taste. Uh, oh, I would yeah. say though, uh, to to the to the note of McDonald's though. Every country's McDonald's is wildly different, and I have wildly. If you're ever, Wait, really? If you're ever traveling yes. outside the U.S., every con- there's actually a YouTuber. There are probably several YouTubers who mm-hmm. uh, like try every McDonald's in the world. And I will what? say, like, 
living in China. Yeah. They had like hot dogs on Big Macs. It was all it was I've, awful. I've watched like, did you say it was awful? <laughs> it was, it, yeah. The, the the hot dog on a Big Mac was a really bad yeah. idea. But that, I mean, but but the McDonald's in China also had popcorn flavored ice cream, which was yeah. Insane. I've watched some of those videos because in New York there were some things that were different than like in Virginia. I said this is interesting. I didn't know McDonald's had different things on their menus, so I did research, and I was like, wow, other countries have like things that I would never expect, like pizza. I think somewhere has mm -hmm. pizza. Yeah. Like, what? Dude, in, in Germany, I don't know this is true, but I think it's true, and so we're going to pretend like it's true. In okay. Germany, <laughs> apparently Taco Bell has, like, beer? Yes, oh, that's yes, true. Yeah. Oh, in London as well. They have <laughs> yeah, the Taco yeah, yeah. Bell what? Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's and like it's, that it's awesome. I don't like, you think... walk in. Yeah. Wait, Taco Bell doesn't have beer in America? I don't think I've ever thought, like, dude, I'm eating, a, like, a McDonald's. I wish I had, a, like, a beer with me, you know? <laughs> It's a lot of people who do if you go to Amsterdam the McDonald's they actually give you a glass of beer not like a red solo cup and in fact they, they they don't have the quarter pounder with cheese obviously because they got the metric system so what no. they call it is a Royale with cheese Ooh. oh I've heard of that I've actually heard of that I forget where I it's not like the 55 grams of cheese yes yes that is where I heard it I knew our I was like, I was like, I saw some video where people were talking about this in a car, and I couldn't remember what yeah. it was. It's Pulp and, Fiction. Uh, it's it's true, and it's true to this day. You can go to, I think Paris has it. Amsterdam definitely has it. And if you go to, there's a McDonald's in Rome, and I went in like 2010, so it's been many years. But last time I went there, there was a McDonald's in Rome that legit had columns on the inside and marble wow. floors and what? waiters who came to your table and it was like proper service. We get wow. scraps here. We're nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The American so McDonald's like, doesn't even work half the time. Like in relating general. This back to the, <laughs> relating this back to the Instagram post that I, that I said, uh, you know, the, the reason McDonald's is second place for me is just familiarity. I can go anywhere in the world and I know McDonald's yeah. fries will taste the same. The Big Mac will taste the same. You know, there might be other items on the menu, but there are like certain things that you can just count on every mm -hmm. single time, no matter where you're at in the world, kind of like Starbucks, which is why, unfortunately, Wendy's oh. falls to the third place because no. Wendy's actually brings me <laughs> the most joy. I will say yes! per trip, <laughs> Wendy's should. brings me the most joy. As it does, as it should. But yeah, this it's is like, like if I'm gonna we, choose fast food, joy isn't always gonna yeah. be the number one thing, well, and that that's that's we, my reasoning. So we we had like a we're gonna move on from this topic in just a minute here, but I want to kind of end up. I was talking to some people about like the Star Wars movies. Nobody on this podcast, by the way. Um, and we we're like, if we were gonna rank these movies, all of them, all twelve. All how, how many are there? How many are there? It doesn't matter. If we were gonna rank them, <laughs> how, you know, like what would it be? And I was sitting there thinking about the movies. And dude, it's so difficult because it's like, well, this one is terrible because of the editing, and like, well, this one is terrible because of the story, but it's got Luke, good, you know, like, but and it's, it's like, and then this one's good because it's, it's iconic, and then this one's good because it's got the best effects, and like, hmm. this one has the best action, and and so then you're like, well, how do I rate these movies? Because I would rate uh, Empire Strikes Back in a completely Luke, we're not different way. Again. We're not we're not talking about this right now. I don't have the I know. heart. But I'm saying <laughs> I don't have I'm the saying heart. <laughs> that this is the same thing with the fast food because we're like, well, this one brings me the most joy, <laughs> and I, I figured that's no. why we have to rate these movies. Like, which one do you like watching the most? That's it. So yeah, yeah that's it, that's the ultimate way to rank something. 
And that's why I think like when you do these rankings, if you, if you have a factor that you want people to rank them based off of, it makes it easier. Cause like each of those restaurants, I love them for different reasons. And so if you were ranking it on health, obviously Taco Bell, number one, familiarity and joy though, other restaurants take the lead. And so <laughs> that's kind of my little, well, it depends on the person's there. priorities too. I think, I think yeah. leaving it open-ended gives you more options to argue. <laughs> true, 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 true. And because, yeah, because different people rank like joy above familiarity, above health, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Totally and agree. then it gives like a chance. It, 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 what I thought was interesting it, to see like why people choose certain things. Like what you said, I'm like, you know what? I don't think about those things when I go. I think about what is going to make me j- bring joy. Like joy is my number one. So it's funny <laughs> that you like that's like your last option when it comes to food. I want to know what is going to make me satisfied after I eat it where I can sit there and be like, you know what? Ooh, that was a good $8 I spent. I don't feel yeah. bad. I feel like for me, even though I love time. Taco Bell for the taste, I think it's also mainly the value. Because it's because every single sure. time I go to Taco Bell, I always get the box, like the cravings box, because it's always the yeah. most stuff for $5. Even if I want something else, I'm like, well, if I get that, I, can only, I get that and that's $5. Or I can get four things for $5 that I also kind of want. So instead <laughs> of getting the thing that I really want, I'll just get the four <laughs> things that I kind of want for $5. <laughs> To be All clear, right. too, I want to make sure you all understand before we move on that yep, when I say thing. joy is joy is third place for me with fast food, not with like normal restaurants. Oh, okay. Oh, right. for sure. Wendy's oh. is the oh, most yeah. joy out Different of any topic. restaurant. If it's Ever. a real restaurant, you're not going there for convenience. You want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to the main topic. <gasps> Yikes. <sighs> so how do we do this? Uh, I went through and watched some videos. I did some research on some of this stuff. Uh, I don't want to cover it like just back to back. So I'm going to say like I, I, a couple of things I heard about and, and we'll go into detail on these, but the, the person took extra merch. There was the Mar- Mariah Carey pregnant incident. Talk about Ellen uh, right now. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. but I, but oh. like there's like tweets and then chewing mm. gum and like this union stuff and the translator and like all these different stories <laughs> and gum. i'm curious i'm curious one's what ones we all know about uh but yeah so sorry i didn't introduce it we are talking about ellen now We're yeah so last week we brought up or week before last DeGeneres. week we brought up how ellen degeneres is a, a psychopath or sociopath, sociopath. So, sociopath. sociopath. Probably a little bit of both, to, but according to Shane and um, not Kaylee. according Kaylee. to me, I, she <laughs> has <the> tendencies. <laughs> I don't think she's right. so. Like like Luke said, I also did a lot of research. All the instances that Luke like mentioned, I I've heard about or read or watched a video about, and I don't know. Shane and Caleb said he had a, a big opinion on this. I want to hear what he has to say because I don't. I'm, I'm kind of with Luke. Last week he was saying people like you don't okay. So Luke often goes, well, we can't know that for sure or whatever. And that's, that's true. That's a good point. But at the same time, if you listen to any story about Ellen, it's always really dramatic for a situation that could be nothing because she's, she's also mm-hmm. a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So half and, of the things uh, that they said is like, like oh, that's something that she's just doing to be funny for her show. So there's a good possibility that there's something Michael and I are missing. We mm-hmm. will unpack these different things. How do but- you guys watch Ellen? No. no. Because I feel like if you don't watch Ellen in any capacity, you're not going to see. No, I mean, I, I just think up until now, I'm trying to I've figure seen... out how she's different from like anyone else in Hollywood. You know, it's like Hollywood's now, a bunch I've of phonies. Yeah. Like... Okay, I'll say she's been funny and fine and nice. She's a nice yeah. lady. She is funny. <laughs> and well, fine. Caleb, what were you going to say, Caleb? Well, I'll say this: uh, kind of two things. Well, a lot of things. But first off, 
Um, I would, to Luke's point, say that, you know, Ellen isn't alone in this. And I would also, like, caution us all on using kind of terms like socio and psychopath, because those are technically, like, you know, like, terms that, like, people get diagnosed with. But I get the sure. I get the feeling here. I think that what y'all are saying is, like, you know, she's a person with not not the same personality that we get every day on her on her show and i like shane i do watch her show quite a bit and um you know for a while i was a big fan of her um but like my thing with her is that i think that she is parallel to jimmy fallon for me and jimmy fallon if you do any amount of digging into his personal background you'll find a lot of stuff i don't want to necessarily go into it because that's not what this episode's about um, if you guys are interested, you can Google him. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of dark stuff. If you peel back yeah, even the tiniest like veneer the, of Jim Thumb. The theory yeah. is that a lot of these people in Hollywood are just phonies. They're just actors. Well, they just actors. And I, I do want to acknowledge one thing. I'll, I'll let you finish yeah. that in just a second. Um, definition, Google sociopath is a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior and right. a lack of conscience so right. i think it could fit for what we're talking about but in, as in terms of like are we diagnosing her no but people saying sounds more than saying that she's mean not psychopathic it, but I thought, more, I thought i was she's I thought I was missing something maybe. the more the thing is that she's full of her herself and she values herself more than she values the people around her. Yeah, everyone yes. does. Which, Absolutely. which, to be fair, that's, just I, like, you, I hate, I hate the argument I'm gonna have to make in this episode. That's maybe. psychonormative. But like, I was gonna say, um, while that's not that's good not true, behavior, Michael. it's not like it's abnormal. Like it's like, yeah, Ellen, yeah. is abnormal. She doesn't care about her guests. Like, dude, I don't think any of these talk show care about their guests. You know, just to say it. You know, but I've heard I've heard really good things. So I have some friends in, in, in both California and New York who've worked on everything from Dr. Oz to Stephen Colbert to oh, nice. Fallon, Trevor Noah. I, I have friends who, who kind of run in those circles. And I've heard really good things about Stephen Colbert. I've heard really good things about Seth Meyers. I've heard iffy things about Jimmy Kimmel. But um, Fallon and Ellen are just kind of like you. If you're going to measure it kind of on a statistical graph, you'd you'd mark them as outliers in terms of what people say about them. Interesting. Who have worked with them? And so, like, in, to- in, when comparing Ellen, we we, we can't go into Fallon, so let's just stick with Ellen. Sure, sure, sure. When comparing yeah. Ellen to other talk show hosts, she is far worse. Is basically the argument that's getting well. And, and she's unique, too, in that she's not late night, she's daytime. And she's essentially been crowned the queen of daytime. The yes. uh, former queen of daytime was Oprah. And mm-hmm. Oprah is true yeah. to her essence. She is Oprah's an incredible person. I don't um, know about that. Well, I would say, like, like <laughs> on, 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 uh, if we're measuring her versus Ellen, you know, I yeah, wouldn't right. trust on, Oprah, on a, for on a surface level, on a surface level, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Ellen with the pre- or uh, Oprah with the presidency. You know, I know there was that talk a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, uh, but Ellen, I, I've just heard a a very abnormal amount of just abject meanness to her staff in particular. Like mm-hmm. there have been guests. I believe one guest was Paul Rudd. He was on her show and he was hanging out in the break room with the staff. And she literally came in, looked at the staff, looked at him, and said, "Why are you hanging out with here?" Yeah, we I mean, that story about Russell Brand too. And and uh, so there there was that, um, but there have been other things. Like I have a friend who like she dropped her parking ticket in front of Ellen by mistake and went to pick it up, and Ellen like said something super snide to her. And I just hear that like you, you had know, a friend she, that said that. 
Yes, yes. A friend that worked uh, not on her show, but on the same lot that her show was recorded on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the issue kind of with Ellen that I've always had is she projects herself as like the essence of humanity, so to speak, mm-hmm. not just as a comedian, but as someone that like, say, we want to look to and see ourselves inside of the, the argument. I'm trying to make sure we're defining what we're debating or talking about, you know, cause um, I think that's part of where Michael and I kind of got off on the last episode. Where we talked about this cause we were like, wait, what, what is this proving? And we weren't really seeing it. And so it sounds like what we're trying to prove is that, Ellen is potentially worse than most other hosts of shows that are similar, right? Like she's more towards the edge, like you were saying. Uh, and it's hypoc- it's, it's hi- hypocritical because she preaches such a like love people, we're friends, yes. everyone's happy. And then, but then under the behind the sheet, she is, uh, or behind the curtain, sorry, behind the curtain, she's <laughs> not that at all. Yes, and, and yes. one more thing too, just on, on a more personal level with her, not just in regard to her show, but there's a lot of rumors, and again, rumors because I'm not living in Beverly Hills, I don't know them personally, but there are heavy rumors that she's massively controlling over her wife, Portia. Um, mm-hmm. Portia, if you're oh, familiar yeah, with her development, blonde girl from that, and um, apparently Portia has wanted a baby for many years, and Ellen has uh, essentially put her in a corner and said, you absolutely cannot have that, but you must live in my mansion because the prenup is apparently airtight. So if Portia leaves, you know, she, uh, you know, stands to lose a lot. And Mm -hmm. there have been a lot of articles, especially I believe in like Star Magazine, where you have Portia leaving Mm -hmm. and then you have Portia coming back a couple days later. (laughs) And there have just been from people who have been keeping a very close eye on Mm -hmm. that couple. There's been like a lot of massive tension and drama in, in in regard to that as well and so I, I i think like the greater conversation that needs to be had in general though is that like a lot of these daytime hosts are a lot more toxic than maybe america would like to believe them to be which um, i agree know, with and, and and i think that's really the only thing that like can be proven here <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. I, none, none of us really know who she is at the end of the day but there is mm-hmm. i think in in my experience a, like enough stories from a diverse enough group of people that mm-hmm. I would tend to believe that over um, something more random. So I, I, I want to make a couple different points, not necessarily as objections, but more just as thoughts. So um, it, it's tough just hearing story after story after story, like this person said, and I have a friend and this friend said, and they said, and then she was rude and she was rude and she was rude and she was mean. The only the one I'm hearing is like, well, the wife one sounds much more concrete or are they are they married? Is that what it is? Yeah, yes, so the they're prenup? married. Yeah. yeah, so that one sounds a little bit more interesting to me because I, I know we talked, like one of the things was like, I think it was Pharrell, Pharrell Williams was going to be on with someone else and then that person in a sermon said uh, like anti-homosexual uh, stuff yeah. and then they yeah. were like, oh, and then she cut her off the show and it's like, right. well, yeah, Obviously. even if she, even, even if Ellen, and, and like, let's drop anything about religion or anything about homophobia and all that stuff if you're the host of a show you have to be careful about who you're going to have on the show because especially when you're the biggest one of the biggest talk shows in the world you know if it's like oh well uh you know ellen is gay and then she had this anti-gay person on her show what's that all about that's so like making it seem you know so like business move i wouldn't have the person on either right and so that's not a good example i think we all agree uh the translator did you guys see that one where the 
the Asian, uh, I think he was, uh, where was that kid come from? Oh, yeah, the little like Asian the, guitar player guy. Yeah, yeah, he and, a, and she, uh, he had a translator, and translator. she couldn't, she, she wasn't translating. I don't want to like say she was translating enough. badly, but I understand why you would get short, because basically what happened is the kid is says something, and then Ellen asks the kid a question. The kid doesn't speak English very well, so the translator starts translating, and, and she was translating for probably, I don't know, three or four sentences when Ellen had asked, like, what guitar do you play or what do you play outside of this? And then Ellen was kind of like, Hey, okay, I just asked one question. Stop. Why are you making it so complicated or something, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it played off, yeah. but I do think Ellen was annoyed, but even then it's like me being a host of a show. I can kind of understand that. Like, okay, God, this guy's, we got to move this on. Cause this is the biggest show well, in the world. And I yeah, can't let but you it drag like this, but, but you don't want to make the guests feel bad. For I, doing I get something. it. I get it too. But you know, we all have, bad days i've snapped at people at work before i'm just but not i don't have a camera filming when me. you have twenty five thousand bad days in a season <laughs> that that's another argument you know if, if well, that is also what it is. it's it's different because it's different when you're like you have a bad day at work and your, your job isn't to perform or look good at work your job is yes. to do whatever your job is her job actually is to look good at work and be nice mm-hmm. and like have you like her so even even if she's well, not and entertain yeah so, and so if someone is lagging the show, like, that's trying to be funny and it's just flopping in some areas or she's just like not preparing because um, even with the uh, last week, last time we talked about when she had Katy Perry on the show and mm-hmm. she like was like, you've never been married. And Katie's like, uh, wait, yeah, I was married to Russell Brand. You gave me presents <laughs> on the show. And she goes, oh yeah, I forgot. It's like, okay, yeah, a normal person would have forgotten. Like maybe if I was at work, I'd forget someone was married. But someone whose job it is to talk to people on TV would have, I would have people be like, hey. Tell me everything I'm supposed to know about Katy Perry. Okay, and, right. now let's go. Like, yeah, but she can only do that with, so many shows. I'm not, and I'm not but, even defe- but, trying but, to no, defend wait, 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 wait. her. She has to, she has, but I'm like, she has to do it every like, single she show. She should do her job perfectly every time. No, 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 no. I'm saying, that, I'm saying that, that, the mis- that for some of these things to be mistakes doesn't make any sense because the whole point of being a celebrity is looking good in public as much as you can. So but even, that's like, yeah, I know, but that'd be like saying, like, Luke, you're really good at videos, so why in the world would you ever let a bad video get out? And it's like, well, dude, no, it's just, it's there's just so many like, layers if, to that. Well, if you were going to talk, Luke, if you were going to interview somebody on the podcast and it, like, you would try to find out you would do if there's anything research, you should or should not say before you talk to them. I know, I would, not, I would do my research for the first 400 episodes I do. And then she has people doing it would, for them. All, all she has right, to do is have I, them I'm say just, it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, like, you can't say, like, this is their job. So why would they ever do it badly ever? And it's like, well, they'll, they're going to do it badly sometimes. Yeah, we all do our bad the, jobs the mis- badly sometimes. I'm saying that some of these things are I, not like the kind of mistakes that she would make. They're not like mistakes. They're weird calculated jabs. Because, and I do feel also yeah, like, weird, you know, jab. for someone who gets paid as much as she does to do her mm. job, she does get held to a higher standard than, for example, most of us who, even for those of us who get paid handsomely for what we do, don't get paid the, the billions or, or at least hundreds of millions of dollars that she gets. Yeah. So there is kind of like a, a different standard. I and there, there she, are also but things she, I, I don't, I don't think that there should be, I don't, well, I don't know if I want to yes, say there shouldn't be there a different should be standard. A standard. <laughs> no, no, listen though, but just because... Um, I don't know. It, it's like she, if, if you're a comedian, every comedian has good shows and bad shows. And sure. It doesn't matter how many sure. years they've been a comedian or how much money they make. Sometimes they're going to be on their game and sometimes they oh. aren't. Yes. And so yeah. to say like, well, she makes so much money, so she should always be on her game. Cause like right now we have a handful of examples that are, they're not great. She doesn't look great. She didn't handle situations very well. And I do think she's probably a, you know, a, a jerk deep, deep down and, and even out, you know, um, 
to a lot of people. Like she's, she sounds like she's kind of a mean person to, to people she doesn't really know and even people she doesn't know. However, I, some of these examples I think we need to squash because I don't think that they're good examples. You know, it detracts yeah, from the all, argument. All I can speak to is that in LA where she does her show, she's like kind of notorious for being awful to work for and um, in addition to that, just generally mean to those around her yeah. even who she isn't working with. And then I have a friend who uh, interned for Dr. Oz, which was an awful experience and she moved to LA and she's now a screenwriter and she had an opportunity to work with Ellen and she turned it down and said, I worked with Dr. Oz and I would never work with Ellen. Wow. <laughs> so like, again, like I can't speak, like I've, I'm not in Hollywood. I've never been to LA in my life. Um, but I have enough people who work in the industry who've said kind of the same things and none of these people know each other. And so all I can mm -hmm. say is like, all I hear about her are not great things. Um, but again, have never, I, I want to know some, I don't um, know her, et cetera, et cetera. So that some of these comments from your friends, this is all before the tweets were coming out. Uh, these have been, yeah, these have been for like years. Like, okay. This okay, has been like, like, as, that as is more encouraging because the, the amount of waves of fame that kind of fly in and out of everything where it's like, oh, oh yeah, if I tell a story about Ellen that's bad, then I get attention and I get followers and I get clicks and likes and stuff. Okay, I'll do that. And it's like, dude, Luke, there's no way anyone would do that. Like, yeah, yeah they would. People are insane. You know, people will do anything to get fame right now. Right. Like, like on the yeah. Kevin Porter tweet thread, there was someone who said that she like spilled like hot soup on someone's face, which was obviously not a Right. By the way, Kevin Porter, if you guys, well, do you guys know you never who he know. is? The guy uh, who started no. the tweet thread. Do y'all know who he is? No. no. Highly recommend him. Um, Isn't, didn't he you, is just, uh, he, he does a podcast post called about Good him? Christian Fun. He's very funny. Didn't you just post something about him on Instagram recently? May have. I don't remember. Um, possibly. But he's very funny. Um, and okay. I highly recommend you all check him out. He does a, a, for those of you who grew up in evangelical Christianity, he does a podcast that kind of like discusses all the like details that like people who didn't grow up in it wouldn't know. Uh, everything from like Salty the Singing Songbook to the <laughs> obsession uh, with Switchfoot that a lot of Christians have for some reason. Because <laughs> they and sold like, out on Jesus. <laughs> it's like it's like if you grew up in evangelical christianity you would appreciate this far more than the huge audience he has who didn't necessarily grow up in it so mm -hmm. highly recommend it but he was the one who started the thread uh that kind of led to all these tweets uh about her yeah so we did cover that a little bit and that that one was tough to kind of unpack in the moment because it's like a tweet and a bunch of tweets came in and i think what right. yeah, what i'm missing out like, on hey. is the the wave of this building up like everyone's like i think she i think she's i think she's mean i think she's not a good person i think she's not a good person and then over years of that Look. suspicion then this tweet comes out and it's like wave boom now it all falls and that's when everyone's right. like, yeah i think so too i have a story too and i have a story too and I think that's part of partly what I'm missing. You can call me a simpleton and you can call me Shane, you're a whatever, but <laughs> I'm a very easy person to convince sometimes. And all I'm saying is there's a reason why Finding Nemo 2 is called Finding Dory <laughs> and it's because she is full of herself uh, that's, that and there's no other reason back. 
There's I mean, no other reason why that movie took so long. It has nothing to do with the fact that everyone loved Dory in the last <laughs> no, movie. It has it nothing didn't. to do with that. Nothing it has to do with nothing it. to do with the fact that you want to know Disney why? is always capitalizing on the characters they know will make money. Because no. you want to know why, Lou? It's because Ellen how is a come, sociopath. Because how come Ellen had to be the executive producer... She had to be the lead character, and it had to be named after her. I know, but maybe they asked her to want, do that. Like, we don't maybe Disney probably Nemo wanted again, her to do that. Nemo one time. If Nemo gets lost again, that's stupid. That means Marlon's a bad parent. We just send a whole movie showing him becoming a great parent. That would, <laughs> no. that would destroy everything Disney has no. built. You guys, I would believe Disney that. I would believe that if the movies weren't with a within a ten year gap, I would believe that. But like, you know, 13, 15 years later and Ellen had to put her foot down and be like, this movie's only getting made if it's about me. I will I say, but she's the only character that had a backstory. Felt like it was the same movie as Finding Nemo, just about Dory. I would have liked Don't get me wrong. I love Dory. I never I saw Dory. I never so. saw Finding Dory for one, um, but I, I will, in its defense, if I was going to pick a character to do a it's spinoff of, Nemo, though. it would be Dory. Because she doesn't remember anything, so you're like, well, how did she get there? Where was yeah, she? You know, and Dory so was a great if it was like, character. dude, let's look at Mar- what's his name, Marlin. Marlin. Yeah, let's look at Marlin. It's oh, like, it was his boring. life was normal the whole movie until that until Finding Nemo, until Neil wasn't needed to be found. You know, Dory sure. was a great character in the first movie. They did not do Dory justice in the second one, and I blame Ellen. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> This is so interesting to me. Um, I, well, I need what, a, I, I feel like I gotta research more. Not to sound like I'm trying lives. to reduce the whole Watch thing. Finding Dory. Act like it doesn't matter, but why? Why does it matter? Like, what does it change if Ellen is like super mean? I mean, well, there, there's, I you could say because, something about prestige and, and respect, yeah, where it's like, it's well, we be- all hold her to a high standard. We res- people, a lot of people respect her. She's considered like a hero. She's given a lot of rewards, and it's like, well, wait, she's kind of a garbage person. We shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And two, it's no one wants to see a potentially not that good person get paid tons of money when good people can be paid tons of money. But all the people, people who are getting paid, are but most people, most people who are getting paid tons of money are not good people. I know. Yeah, I'm I was not saying say, Ellen shouldn't have a place, but she. There are people who are nicer and do better things for people that should be number one and on top. I, technically, technically, she needs to go yeah, down to I, number I, I, three. The uh, Ellen is not getting paid a lot because she's a good person she's getting paid a lot because she's a good entertainer because she's unfortunately we we feel like like she's fallen off though well sure i I mean she's not even i i don't like ellen that much i don't think she's she's that funny she was funny before like her comedy has been was funny before but i think she's all all i see is like a plastic smile she's like fallon to me where she's just all fake oh no yeah (laughs) that's and that's and that's to, to shane's point that's my biggest issue with her too you know, she was hilarious in the early 2000s, late 90s. Even when I started college in like, you know, 2010, 2011, she was still pretty good. Yeah. But now she just looks, even on her show, she just comes off as such a cynic. And, you know, again, I don't think that she that got necessarily too big. makes her a sociopath or anything. But I think that, you know, people imbue upon her a personality that doesn't necessarily exist. And I think yeah. it's worth talking about that. For example, Kelly Clarkson, who... Uh, from yes. what I hear, is a, is a great person. Is taking and has her a great spot show. in the next five years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I would, I would love her to do that because she seems, at least for now, and hopefully it remains, you know, 
a, a pretty solid yeah. uh, Kelly's presence. always been Now, to genuine. be fair, also, Ellen is almost 60, so I don't necessarily blame her for getting tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Ellen's 62 years old. Time. I think that daytime television is a nightmare uh, oh, to, yeah. to make your life, uh, you know, to make your Those early days, up. every day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and it's so fake, too. You know, I, I don't like, I've never liked uh, late night or morning show or whatever it is that she does. Daytime. Daytime, yeah. Um, because it's just, it's so fake. It's like you're literally watching a script being read to you, and yeah. and acting, and it's not it's not a podcast, but it's like, dude, let's make no. a very very yeah. cheap because TV show, and it's like, how do you make it cheap? Daytime TV is supposed to appease to the masses, so it has to be like as I stale as possible. I but I honestly I I was wondering about that. You know, I was watching some of the I I saw some of the TV shows that kids are watching now like a lot of the netflix shows and stuff that kids are watching Mm -hmm. and then i went back and i started looking at the shows that i grew up watching and i was like no wonder i was so dumb like these shows (laughs) are like the dumbest thing like they talk to you like you're so stupid and you're like no wonder i i was i felt like like when i finally grew up and i was like wow i was such a stupid kid you know because like these brainwashing shows dude all these shows that i watched like when i was six through you must not have been watching good shows. Dude, some of these Ed shows are, are like when, when, you were, when your brain was developing. Don't even get me started. You know, it's just like I don't know. These I'm not talking about like the cartoon shows that we might get into later. Um, I'm talking about like the educational shows and. Oh, shit. okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Justice for Out of the Box because that show is great. I actually showed oh, my kids at work. Awesome. I actually my, started showing my kids at work before you know we got canceled. Um, out of the box <laughs> and they loved it that's all they wanted to do I said see y'all can like <laughs> this 90s television more than you like the stuff that comes out now because it was much better yeah yes. 90s shows were good yeah. also really weird I don't know I don't, I don't even want to think between about the lines is a little um, weird so I don't know what to how to like make any sort of decision on on Ellen uh, or like I, I don't think we're, we're we sort of all agree I think um, a lot of people didn't agree though when I first brought up the uh, that we were going to talk about this on on the episode I literally had people message me and go how can you say Ellen is a sociopath and those she's people so are brainwashed nice. you know, those people a- won <laughs> they won one of her target gift card giveaways and so they think she's the nicest person ever because they got a target gift card who, who do we think isn't a sociopath I hear Chris Pratt is not a, is not like a, he's a nice Chris guy Pratt. anyone else is a good guy. Once he made that speech, he made some speech at some award show talking about God and Jesus. I said, Chris Pratt is a real one. So he's not. (laughs) Well, he (laughs) wasn't. I remember that. And he wasn't preachy either. So that was kind of Yeah, he wasn't. No. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Ashton Kutcher, I hear, is a a genuinely good person. I think he left acting to go pursue venture capitalism but also uh, some pretty good uh <laughs> movements uh you know in support of ending human trafficking and um it, to yeah. a, to an extent dax shepherd as well if you listen to the armchair expert podcast um, but what if they also he, are just pretending to be nice like ellen and they just aren't on tv as well, often if how much, to, how much do you dax, think you can tell you know do you guys think that you dax, can tell it yes yes with dax he is incredibly open about who he is his entire backstory he's very uh, his entire uh, podcast is about being incredibly vulnerable and so he brings famous people on his show and he breaks them down literally like it's a therapy session that we all get to be privy to and um, <laughs> he'll he'll talk about being like you know some some i won't mention them here 
because uh, I don't know the sensitivity levels of your show, but he mentioned some very like sensitive personal stories, like it's no big deal. He's very open about all mm-hmm. the things that make him who he is. And it really, as a listener, disarms you. And he'll bring on everyone from Pete Wentz to Jimmy Kimmel to Ashton Kutcher uh, to, of course, his wife, Kristen Bell and all their friends. And mm-hmm. I normally don't like celebrities on podcasts. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, yeah, when Rogan has a, a celebrity, it just yeah. feels like a talk show that's it's been kind of like yeah like jamie yeah, fox was probably the most yeah, disappointing episode planned. are you serious i thought Rogan. the jamie fox episode was really funny well okay i'll give you this he it was funny but i had seen him on a bunch of talk shows prior to that and he was telling the same stories oh, yes, he was telling really? so like yeah. he has that story about kanye and jay-z and like he he had told that like two or three times already before he told it on the rogan podcast i do know like with jamie fox he's interesting because i actually do think he's really funny like when you yeah his imitations oh, that he does are really funny he's a good actor but, but you're right if it if it's rehearsed like that that irritates me because it's like oh, yeah. i feel that, like i'm just that it makes it, it not real you know well and and also when rogan has a celeb on he kind of just lets them say whatever they want he doesn't really push back at all and i'm sure that's probably yeah. due to some sort of pre-arranged agreement of them pushing what they're pushing i hate that that ruins the whole point you're like you're supposed to the fact that the fact that that show isn't live anymore disappointing the fact that it's like now they're trying to get all these no it hasn't been live since like elon musk smoked weed i don't know the sponsors are too risky i don't know if that's what did it but yeah they're not live they're pre-recorded now which is like, oh, dude, God. this this wreck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't listen to Rogan so much anymore. I'm kind of annoyed. Yeah, same. About that. I haven't listened to him in, in, in months, if not years. I think I'll, I'll listen to the average episode. Like if he has, like for example, Bernie Sanders on, which would be wild. I was like, all right, right. I'll, I'll check that one out. But most of them are, yeah, I have no idea who this person is. I just listen to like to the ones I, of people that I know of. Otherwise, most conversations are just about aliens, basically, or just like <laughs> yeah. random stuff. Oh, speaking of aliens, did you guys hear that? Like speaking the of government aliens, was basically like, oh yeah. There's aliens and no one cares because because <laughs> we're all trying to live. I we're trying heard, to survive right now. I didn't hear about yeah. aliens, but I heard about a potential habitable planet a long, long, long ways from here that I'm ready to move to. <laughs> Earth too. <laughs> yeah, get me out. I'm like looking up for me up for, me up for the space program. I am. Thanks, Caleb. I'm now looking up UFOs. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it, they're, they're all real. They're all out there. And, you know, I think the videos they confirmed were videos that people started talking about in like the late, like the mid 2000s. I think one of them was from 2004. And so the government was basically like, yep, that is officially approved as an unidentified flying object that we recognize as real. That's um, nuts. I've well, believed in they, aliens for a while. I mean, so for me, it's it like, sense. Yep. Because All they, they confirmed was that the video was real. They didn't necessarily say it was an aliens. Right, video I, I, was I, I know. But very for, the, like, for the meme, you know, I just said that. But, but do you guys be, believe I mean, in aliens? Michael, do you believe in aliens? I think it's, Honestly, probab- it's definitely probable. But I don't know if we've actually like seen real evidence yet. It would make sense because this would be like, there's a, well, it's a book, but it's a movie too called The Wave. And this would be hmm. the exact steps that happen in that book. First, you have the disease that comes and you know wipes out a little <laughs> bit of people that's <gasps> corona and oh, then no. the aliens move in and they start with phase two so i mean phase actually two might be happening that's a good point we did basically line by line of the script repeat <laughs> uh contagion yeah it's yeah. literally For we're real. literally in that movie and so it's like well what alien movie is going to be the sequel 
that we're gonna just start saying. living next who knows but i think uh, just on the question of uh, do you believe in aliens i i i in the same boat as michael i feel like but i think that there has to be something i would be very disappointed if you know space is so vast and we're the only things you know well, you'd yeah. be disappointed, yeah. but do you believe in it? Like, do you um, do you think more? If you had to bet money, would if you I bet had that to there bet money, on? I would. If I had to bet money, I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. and I would. And I would, I mean, and I would want to believe the that's odds true. are insane. Like, there's billions and billions of stars and planets that are out there. Like, there's got to be like some kind yeah. of life on one. There's got to be something. <laughs> it's more a lot. It's more impractical, not impractical, improbable for there to be nothing than for there to be like multiple other life forms out there even if here's it's the, like another version of us just far away here's think, the big question though is it life forms that are infinitely more intelligent than us like what are y'all's odds like what would oh. you put money on in terms of their level of intellect compared to ours because of course so, there's definitely like yeah. infinite possibilities there's well, gotta be there's gotta there, be but, a spectrum because if there's if there's like man i'm Joe Roganing now, but if there's like, <laughs> yeah, at like least what we're doing. We're literally talking about aliens, just like Joe Rogan. Do what? If can we get a script? Five, can we get a script some... before we start this conversation so that we can do yes. it just like Joe Rogan, yeah. or just like Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> but if there are five other like planets of life, at least one or two of them is going to be like light years ahead of us. But yeah, I think like in movies, they're yeah, all like they go down the plane, They're always more advanced than us. I don't think that's necessarily the case. We could run into like yeah. another. What if like, we're more Stone advanced than someone? Yeah. No. Right? What if we're number one? That's the question. Like, where do we fall on the spectrum? That'd be so sad if we're the top. (laughs) It's got to start somewhere. And even though... We chip over our own feet and we're, like, the most intelligent human being. And even from a religious standpoint, I think it makes sense. Like, from a Christian standpoint, if our God is, like, creative, of course, why would he stop creating after making one thing? And even other creation stories, like, creation stories from other religions and other myths are, like... There's a world on the back of a turtle. I'm sure there's like a lion and like a seal out there that also have worlds on their backs. Like mm. it's not <laughs> even from a religious standpoint, it's not even a problem. I think to fit most people's philosophies. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that, it's easy to deny it to be like, no, there's no way that's that is true. And it's like, why? Because no, it wrecks why? everything I believe, and then I can't believe anything. And it's like, well, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't wreck really. it. You know, it's just something like, else. Just yeah, like evolution like- <laughs> and a god could exist, evolu- or aliens and a god could exist, or you know. Yeah, it, it could be it could be such a thing that you know, you know, that there could be other life forms, but we're just not supposed to know about each other. And God created everyone and been like, all right, you live in your own separate domain over here. You live in your own separate place, and let's you know maybe <laughs> one day we'll have a, a big party. Or we live in a zoo made by aliens from another planet. Ooh, yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole. Nother yes, what if the song? simulation oh, is aliens just like you know moving us around like we're dolls or puppets? Yeah very possible think about that a lot you know we all have our own loops after all westworld taught us that (laughs) yeah really surprise we are all npcs i have a friend that actually (laughs) was 100 percent i had a friend that i was convinced only existed like around me for a while (laughs) yeah i think you might have said this before but an npc player yeah i don't remember this what was this i don't think he's an npc he's too interesting and weird but like (laughs) he and i've been friends ever since we were little and then he moved away um for a few years and then he came back and when he came back he kind of lost touch with most of his friends except for me and like one or two other people but they were all people that i was really connected to so he never like hung out with people outside of his house without me being there 
And I remember I talked hmm. to him about it one time. He's like, nah, there's that one time I rode with Joey to Mason's party. I was like, yeah, the party that I was at that I planned that I asked Joey <laughs> to pick you up and bring you to. Like, that only happened because of me. <laughs> like, like, even when you were not quest. with me, even when you were not with me, it was because of me. And he was like, dang. Like, he thought about it for a second. He's like, <laughs> dang, oh, you're right. <laughs> and dude, it always sucks when you find out you're an NPC. <laughs> That's not a good day. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Oh, man. All right. Caleb and, and Shane, do you guys want to argue about cartoons? Are you guys um, ready sure. for this? All right. Okay, so, the rank it. The rank it that we're going to do today, I don't know how much I can participate, uh, but I'm going to try. The rank it for today is Disney Channel versus Nick versus Cartoon Network. And Nick's not here, I'm so out. Disney Channel is going to so, be his butt. And I want to say, <laughs> I want to say this conversation should be in regards to um, childhood I think specifically cartoons well, I because we, I just realized. you can oh, get sorry. into the live action <laughs> stuff. Um, but then I think that's a, a different conversation. But we can talk yeah, about the live action cartoons stuff Cartoons only. Too. This but is I cartoons. think cartoons would be a more specific thing. Um, so yeah. yeah, I will say, I know Caleb has a story that he would love to share and I actually want to probably just let him go with that first. But I want to say about the three, I had different time periods with all three. I was a Cartoon Network kid then I was a Nick kid and then I was a Disney Channel kid and they're all very specific time periods um and I, I had a I mean long story short I had um a, a, a someone who lived with uh me and my mom for a little bit when we were like taking care of him while his parents were like in the Navy and so he was like three or a few years older than me so he watched Nickelodeon when I watched Cartoon Network right and he would never let me watch TV and <laughs> I because he wanted to watch Nickelodeon. I was like, I want to watch Cartoon Network. He's like, Cartoon Network is for like you know kids, as for like both kids. And <laughs> so then when I'm like, you know what? That's I'm, just for kids. Oh, right. That, that so I grow great. up a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? I'm ready for Nickelodeon. <laughs> so I tell him I want to watch like Nickelodeon, right? Thinking I'm cool, and he's like watching Disney Channel now. And so I'm like, great. <laughs> so then a little more time goes by, and then after that, it's like you know, you're older and whatever. But um, so yeah. But but, but remember, you have to rank it. As I of know. right now, not not in the past. I know. That's wait, Caleb. That's what's so difficult. Before you give any answers, Shane, Caleb, what do you think about some of this? All right. So I uh, agree with Shane that I think we should definitely stick to cartoons on each of these networks because you can't get in. We we'd be here all night if you want to go Drake and Josh versus Zach and Cody versus. A long conversation. So we're not going to go there. I'm fine with that. Um, I, I also think that it would be interesting if we could kind of set different eras because similar to Shane, like, you know, I was on a Cartoon Network, Nick, Disney, and then back to Cartoon Network, depending on the era, because yeah. they've all been genius in different ways. I do think it's one, one thing that is particularly interesting is that a lot of times we think back on our cartoons of yore as more innocent, more genuinely good than, for example, Steven Universe and Regular Show and the Adventure Time series. And the Rick and Morty series, um, which I would, and and I want to come here with a little rant to posit that (laughs) the writers of Disney Channel, and I would say even Playhouse Disney, were on as many drugs as Pendleton (laughs) Ward, who is the genius. They're all adults, and they all live in, in like, crazy cities. I want to say, Caleb, to to your point, the Disney staff, Disney staff are definitely on drugs. There is no way that Disney can come up with some of these magical little things without being on drugs. So 
Absolutely. I, agree. I think and, the and writer say, of SpongeBob was not on drugs when he came up with the writer show. of SpongeBob was no, definitely 100%. on a lot of drugs. 100%. <laughs> um, and, and like, you know, quick I plug. Think, for do you know the a, backstory of SpongeBob, Luke? No, no. go ahead. Oh, yes. I do <laughs> no, no, actually, but go, whoa, ahead. No, go ahead. No. Oh, well, just basically, I don't want to take too much time on it, but basically, you know, SpongeBob is this like, nice, innocent little sponge, right? Before it was planned to be this more. Oh. R-rated Adult Swim show, and oh, it was supposed man. to be, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick were supposed to be like gay for each other, and Patrick was supposed to be like um, an actual like remedial um, person, and then it was supposed what? to be just basically a more adult version of the what? show. But then um, they, I forgot, someone came into the process and they saw more potential with it by making it more cute, and I think they made the proper. Yeah, I was going to say we'll start with this. They were right. Uh, But I think it might have been some people on the Rick and Morty team, and they took some of those ideas and put it into that show. hmm. Wow. All right. Okay. So, Caleb, you're so drugs. So, writing before, yeah. So, before I I get into my, like, because I have a a rant about Playhouse Disney that I want to give you in a second. First, I wanted to just make a quick plug for the, um, this new show on Netflix that I just discovered called The Midnight Gospel. Cartoons are still alive and well. Uh, this is a new show by Pendleton Ward of Adventure Time, and it's about a kid who uh, meets the president of Earth, who uh, loves drugs and meditation, <laughs> and they go to different <laughs> versions drugs. of Earth, and they do podcasts which, with like the different inhabitants huh. of the different Earths that exist in parallel universes. It's called The Midnight Gospel. It is a beautiful show. Yeah, and how do you come up with a, like a really script trippy. like that without drugs? Are you well, like, what? That's, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that's, that's 100% like Duncan Trussell is, is one of the showrunners. So huge, mm-hmm. huge drug influence. But when we were kids, I don't know how many of you were uh, into the show, uh, PB&J Otter. It ran from the years mm-hmm. 1998 to 2000. And it was a really innocent show. Uh, you know, as a kid, I watched it between the ages of six and eight. And I was like, this is great. This is dumb. Whatever. This is fine. Yeah, um, but time. I rewatched the series finale today, and why was I watching it? I don't know. It just came up to my mind. I realized <laughs> Disney Plus didn't have it, so I decided to scour the internet. The only episode available is the series finale, and it was just—it is the strangest show. So I'm just going to read to you my notes from while I was watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of the synopsis. Here we go. So first of all, these are a bunch of animals, mostly otters, live on Lake Hoo-Ha. That is the name of their place. Okay. And it's weird that Lake Hoo-Ha was the name <laughs> of the place when my mom was mad about Bikini Bottom. This is way worse. <laughs> Let's start with that. Lake Hoo-Ha is going to be demolished, though, by Mr. Big Dog, who's a Texan businessman who's actually a bulldog. Um, his idea is to give everyone mansions if they let him turn their land into an amusement park. This is a billion-dollar construction deal. And so you mm. think he has all his paperwork in order. Turns out he doesn't. Turns out he needs all the locals' permission. So he tells them all, you have exactly 16 minutes to decide if your homes will be demolished or not. And everyone's like, okay with it. There's no law and order. There's no, there's no <laughs> structure to this universe. It is a, it is a structuralist universe. 
and it's insane. The floppy and, universe. And, and how, <laughs> how do they stop Mr. Big Dog from creating this monstrosity? Oh, well, the children decide they're going to do something called the noodle dance. And they decide to just start dancing mm, around. And eventually what? they get a good idea. And eventually they convince him that rocks the and waterfalls are worth saving. Their noodle is their brain, yes. And yeah, it's... It is just uh, one of the most insane episodes of television yeah, I've seen whoa, what? time. I compared That's this so single random. episode with dialogue and, and everything else. I compared it to any episode of Dexter's Lab that I've seen. And there were very Ooh, few episodes of Dexter's Lab that were as weird as this. <laughs> well, Dexter's Lab was weird, but it wasn't like, we're going to dance to find the wanna, answer because he's a scientist. I know what yeah, I really liked about Dexter's what, Lab. Oh. Real quick before we go into Dexter's Lab, I do want to say that it is very obvious that quarantine is happening. The fact that you could do this, like, like, yes. like I, I you thought of the, the time, show yeah. and I started looking for it. And then I wrote up, you basically <laughs> wrote a paper on the show episode. It's like, your brain is like, I need to do thing. I need to create, I need to build you know, uh, it's great. It sounds like you could like, you could write a, you could make a YouTube video on what you just said right now. Uh, like I write it out a script, read it out and then just throw B roll all over it. And you're done. Yeah. You know? There you go. You're another one uh, of those, regular uh, David Dobrik. Yeah, yes. like, those, like a, those <laughs> analysis Dobrik. videos. All right, Shane, what were you going to say about Dexter's Laboratory? I was going to say about Dexter's Lab. That's Cartoon so, you know, Network, right? Yes, Dexter's Lab is Cartoon Network. And you know how Dexter's Lab had the little, uh, I don't know what the, the technical name is, but the little side shows? Um, the main one was with like the three heroes. I don't remember who yes. they were called. Um, so they had another side show with um, his arch nemesis, which I believe his name was Mandark. And they both Mandark. had pets. They both had pets that somehow through some experiment got superpowers. And they were, I think it was Ducky and Monkey. I think they were just the name of the animals. And there were, I think, two to three episodes where they would have these, like, full-on, like, enhanced-powered, like, fights. Like, with these two du- yeah, like, ducks like and suits this and monkey stuff. in super suits. Huh? I was saying, yeah, they had, like, mech suits and stuff. Yeah, 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 and and it would be like that was like my favorite thing about that show, and I was like, I need like, do they have toys of these two characters? Can I get these toys so I can reenact these fights? And that was my favorite part about Dexter's Lab, and I wanted more of that. All right, Dexter's we gotta Lab. get some ranking out here, okay? I'm, I'm gonna yeah, throw mine so, out. You want me to throw mine out, or are you guys gonna throw yours out? I, I, I figured out what I think mine are. I have two to really. Go ahead first, Luke. Go ahead. All right, so I didn't watch a lot of TV when I was younger, so I, I can't really chime in a lot, but I'm trying to think of the little shows that I watched and then the quality of them. And I'm going to say, out of the cartoons, I think Nick was the best. Because I remember... Well, it's tough, though, because cause I remember when I was younger that I thought SpongeBob was super funny, but then Fairly Odd Parents was like the, the, the show that nobody talked about. That just killed me every time I watched it. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. What? Everyone yeah, that show is so Fairly funny. Fairly Odd Parents is so funny. So Still I'm like trying to too. go between Cartoon Network and Nick, but like I was watching literally recently. I watched uh, someone was showing me like an episode of SpongeBob or something. There's a lot to quote from that show. Like as, as silly as it is, and it is a kids show, dude. I mean, there's just so many, yeah, dude. There's so AF. many like lines, even in the episodes that people are like, "Oh, these are the new episodes. They suck." I was watching one. I was like, dude, there's some lines that I could true. take from yeah. this episode and say for anything. Like, they're they, they yeah. such good lines. Yeah. Or you'll I watch an episode and you'll, you'll find like eight different quotes people say all the time. Yeah. That obviously and came it's from clever. That like, there's certain points where I'm like, all right, that was actually 
that was a good joke. Yeah. You know, I'm an adult. I'm like, oh, that was actually smart. Yeah. Right. So I'm. I think I'm gonna say Nick, and then with a close second would be Cartoon Network because things like Teen Titans, like that show was Ooh, intense. Yeah, Teen Titans. The original. Show when I was a kid? The original yeah. Teen Titans. Woo. And so what's what's at the bottom? Disney, because I don't know any Disney shows. I don't care. I feel like I hated Disney. <laughs> I like Disney's Disney like indoctrination. I can't even think of any Disney cartoons. Trash. I watched some Disney so, live yeah, action shows. There were a lot of Disney cartoons. There were a lot of Disney. I will argue for Disney's live action shows. What? I think they had plenty of good live action shows. What cartoons yeah. does Disney do? They're cartoons I that I think. What do they even have? Like, like, I, think, I, I, will say I think Kim I feel Possible. like I saw a Kim couple Possible Disney cartoons. They were, and almost all of them. We're just like, let's make this show. Kids are so stupid. They'll watch it. Then they'll buy the toys. That's it. And like, that's, that's what the show. shows felt like. They just felt like trash shows to me. Now, Kim so, Possible was good. With, yeah, yeah, then Kim Possible. They had American. Yeah. Do you remember American Dragon, Jake Long? That yes. was a good show. That show was yes. good. Um, no, I didn't watch it. They had, <laughs> I don't know good. if anyone watched. Like, I liked the show called Dave the Barbarian. And I also liked the show called... Um, Brandy and Mr. What is it called? I never saw those. Brand- I didn't have Brandy and Mr. Up, so Whiskers. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know. These are know. really ra- These are really. Those are two really random, obscure shows that I know nobody watched. But I okay, was but like, I watched, shows give so me a good give, every episode. Give me but, a good say, Disney show. He said he watched Dave the Barbarian. Oh, nice. A, 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 a good what, Disney cartoon. I think yeah, Kim what, Possible good- is t- takes the top for, um, for cartoons by Disney. Yeah, but I was a when I was a young boy. I was like, I'm not watching. Cool. <laughs> like I didn't watch that show. Yeah, so I remember I've I used never to seen like, that show. I used to keep it a secret that I watched Powerpuff Girls until some of my guy friends were talking about Powerpuff Girls. Was a good show. Powerpuff Girls was freaking awesome. <laughs> so, That's Cartoon Network, but that was a good show. Phineas and we, Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. Uh, That's absolutely. like new though. Is that a good show? I don't know. Here's what you think. No, hear me out. Um, I don't know anything about it, but I know it's really popular. But I've never seen anything from it that I ever really got. What, what's the appeal of that show? I think it's got some funny jokes. I mean, I, yeah. I know people who, who like it a lot and I respect their tastes on, on, on lots of things, but I don't really think it's that awesome. Yeah, it's okay observational humor sometimes. It's kind of one of those shows that always has the same formula and they, and they mix it up in, in pretty funny, creative ways. Like, it's always like, oh... What are we going to do today? Oh, we'll make this invention. Yeah. Oh, something bad happens. Oh, okay, it's fine now. And then there's a plot of us going on spy missions. Right. Yeah, I don't know if it has replay value, but in its time, I thought it was really good. Um, Recess was also Disney, which was yes. a really good show. Um, the Proud Family, so you weren't allowed to watch Recess. <laughs> no. The shows I wasn't allowed to watch, there's no like common denominator. Reason. It didn't really make any sense. I also wasn't Johnny allowed to watch Bravo. Doug. Uh, that was, Johnny Bravo was Cartoon Network. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah Disney, that's about like really it though for Disney. They didn't really have I said, that's, that's Disney's the bottom. Is Disney on the bottom for all so of us? My, for, my question, before I, give the, I uh, before I give the official ranking for me, what are the barriers we're using in terms of timeline? Because, for example, Disney has the Clone Wars right now, which is yeah. an amazing show. Uh, also, uh, Rebel something. I forget what it's Rebels. called. But, Star Wars oh, Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is a, I haven't watched also, much of either like, of those. If you're, I if you're interested up. in Star Wars at all, like expanding the mythos, way better than any film those shows rock it and i mean the mandalorian intersects with those shows yeah. uh with oh, the, wait, with wait, the guys do you guys remember the cartoon network clone wars show that yes, happened which like was that like miniseries extremely good yes, it was that amazing was yes. almost, it's like clone star wars, wars samurai jack network. 
Yeah. When did, uh, so wait, when did wait, the Clone to Wars answer show? Caleb's question, wait, to answer Caleb's question, the timeline, uh, I wanted to stick to like 90s, 2000s. Yeah, so, like, the ones you watched, cool, cool, cool. the ones you watched yeah, as, when as you, you were a kid. Cause I, yeah, okay, yeah. so okay. when I grew up, um, I watched the Fox Spider-Man show. I watched mm, yes. uh, X-Men Evolution. Mm-hmm. I watched a Godzilla show when I was really young. It was like a Godzilla, like... I have a Godzilla game on Sega. Months. Yeah, and then I... Ooh. Okay, Shane. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I watched. I just didn't watch a lot of cartoons. Oh, I've obviously saw, like, you know, Fairly Odd Parents and SpongeBob and a lot of... Or, like... Uh, Foster's Home from Imaginary Friends. Like I saw yes. some of those shows, show. but yeah. I didn't watch I them Foster's. a lot, though. You oh. know, yeah, I didn't have cable, so I just I would like get like the tapes or DVDs in the library and watch them, or I'd watch them at my like my friend's house or my grandma's house or something. But I didn't really like watch them on a daily basis. But I have my rank, I think. And, think for and me, okay. So what I'll do is, Michael, have you go. But just to clarify, uh, the ranking is shows you watched when you ki- you were a kid, and now thinking back on it, like were those good shows or were you just a kid? watching yeah. stupid kid shows sweet yeah and like so, that's sort of how i think we're rating them so go ahead michael third for me is probably disney i think they had some good, some good right. cartoons but it's not as many yeah um, and they weren't as like good in the long run second would be cartoon network cartoon network had like danny phantom they had the, the danny phantom nickelodeon oh okay never mind <laughs> they had samurai jack they had Really, only Samurai Jack and like the Clone Wars things alone things that life from Cartoon Network. Oh, and Dexter's Lab, but those shows were like so freaking cool that it made up for it more than Disney. And then uh, Nickelodeon for me was number one for sure because Nickelodeon had just for Avatar: The Last Airbender. I was like a teenager oh, yeah. when that Avatar came out. Avatar is pretty good. It's still my favorite show. Like I, I actually I didn't really watch all of it until I was an adult. Then it was amazing. Yeah, I made my dog yeah. Zuko after the. The, the, oh, the that nice. guy in the show, yeah. like it's it's the best show. I knew but, I knew that name from somewhere. On top of that, you got like I can't think of other shows now besides Avatar. Oh, uh, Jimmy Neutron <laughs> was freaking awesome. SpongeBob, of course. SpongeBob sure. is just iconic. I know people think it's kind of stupid sometimes, but I don't know why. It is stupid. conversations. It is stupid, but it is a good. It is well written. Yeah, I think. I've had There's many a lot conversations of good jokes in that show with people saying watching, especially parents. You know, I work with kids who say watching spongebob will make you stupid and i said watching spongebob will make you hilarious but (laughs) um there was one kid he was nine years old and there was spongebob would play like in the game room and um he would be like um talking about spongebob and i said oh i used to watch spongebob you know when i was like your age and he would be like what SpongeBob was like a new show. I said, "No, SpongeBob's been out for like over twenty kid, years." You don't know anything. And he was, and he was like, "Yeah, well, he Shut said, up, well, kid." But the 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 punchline is, he said, "I said, no, SpongeBob's been out for like you know, over twenty years." And he said, "Well, those were like the black and white episodes." I said, "The black and white episodes." <laughs> I said, up, "Kid," I said, "Color Shut is up, not kid. color is not black a new thing. Oh color gosh. is not new." But um, <laughs> I think that yeah. we grew up with black and white TV. <laughs> <laughs> my god so funny. it's like you're just looking at the kid like no what no go do homework <laughs> you, know? you watch too many of the shows luke grew up watching or it's stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all, right, all right so go that's ahead, your caleb. ranking michael caleb uh, so yeah me disney uh, all right Nick. so uh i would say similar to to michael i would say disney kind of at the bottom didn't have a whole lot that stood right. out to me aside from the playhouse disney that i already mentioned 
Roly Polioli. You know, Ooh, pour one Roly out for that Poli-oli. show. Yes. That show was good. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 just the, the breaking out Roly into the Poli-oli. TV show with the animation. We didn't have a lot of computer animation before that show yeah. on television. It was solid. Um, uh, but there, there wasn't a whole lot aside from that. Um, uh, second place uh, for the era of my childhood would be Cartoon Network for the single reason that my parents didn't allow me to watch most of it. So like, <laughs> I didn't get to watch a lot of Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Why? Lab until Why were you I not was. Allowed? The Cartoon Network was kind of darker in general. I was not allowed to watch well, a lot of it, it either. It was. It was. My my parents' reasoning was that it was just kind of the kind of humor they didn't want me interacting. Dude, so like we, Johnny we all, Bravo. We all had like, the same parents when we were <laughs> that age. Because I remember I my mom. I literally parents. remember someone saying "Bikini Bottom" and my mom being like. That's well, really gross. I can't believe they would say goodness. that in a kids show. You yes, know, and like, was, yeah. and then, sure. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You look at some of the Cartoon Network shows now. Those things are nuts. Like Courage well, the oh, yeah. Cowardly Dog. I'm getting to that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Many that adults show, man. Yeah. Many that adults freaked stuff. me out so Courage? bad as a kid. Oh what? yes, Luke. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Nightmares. Good yeah. Nightmares for sure. So he has holes I, in his teeth. He's all just that, like gross and weird. There are many episodes that have given me nightmares. I, so I, w- I want to get to like how Cartoon Network has evolved in a moment, but like Cartoon Network for me, I would probably put it at, at, at the top given what I know now. But as as a kid, I just didn't interact as much as uh, Nickelodeon, which, as you guys have kind of said, you know, is pretty much the most iconic and the most like long lasting. So, like, and it's like the example. best for kids too. I think. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, like the I would best say shows. For sure. Um, Fairly Odd Parents was awesome. Um, yeah, Danny Phantom, was. awesome. Danny Everything Phantom. that came out of Nickelodeon was was perfect for the age range. Now, I will say Cartoon Network has evolved the best. I think that um, the Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends evolving into the regular show, Steven mm, Universe, yeah. Adventure Time era. If you've ever but seen... But aren't those, like, um, those aren't so much wall. kids shows, though, right? Like, Adventure Time isn't really... shows, is the thing. Like, they are. They is are, it? Like, they're aimed directly at children, but they are really, regular shows really like great for teenagers. for adults. Yeah, I thought regular yeah, really show was sort of edgy. It, it was more like... It is edgy. in Adventure Time, too, right? But it's it's the kind of thing where it's edgy, but it's also funny that uh, enough it, that kids will enjoy yeah, it. But so you, you can watch it when you're 10. I'm just trying to... It comes on during their kids' time block. Right, hold up. But so, like, you have... um. Rick and Morty. Well, let's let's even go further than that. You have like Family Guy, right? Rick and Morty is not for kids. So you have hold on. You have like Family Guy, which is like adults, and then you have Rick and Morty. Yeah, and well, South Park's even further. But it's like in terms of like maturity of how old you should probably be when you watch these shows. It's like South Park, Family Guy, Rick and Morty, and then way down on the other side, you have like these regular kid shows like Powerpuff Girls and all that stuff. But what I'm trying to figure out is. Isn't Adventure Time a little bit closer to Rick and Morty than it is some of those other shows? No, 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 really, definitely not. No, it is. What much about closer what about regular show then? Regular show would be a bit above Adventure Time in terms of yeah. maturity level. But the the thing is, the thing I'm getting at is the kids can get it. The, it's like Shrek, right? We all watched Shrek as a kid, and we missed more than half the jokes. However, <laughs> yeah. we can all now watch Shrek again as adults and laugh our asses off. And yet, Actually, if we have whoa! kids, our kids would <laughs> yeah. love to watch Shrek. Yeah, and, and Adventure so Time is kind of on the edge sometimes, but it's kind of like subtle humor where they make kind of like inappropriate jokes. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it's it's a lot of it's uh, it, there. I wouldn't even call it innuendo. I would say that like there's some just like 
topics and themes that they deal with that might be above the kids' heads. Mm-hmm. But there's enough like fart jokes and like dumb things <laughs> and like right. unicorns that like you know mm-hmm. I could put a toddler in front of Adventure Time and they would get it. But I think that they're much smart, much more smartly written than the schlock that like Disney throws at them these days, which is just total garbage. And Nickelodeon, I would say, has definitely fallen off as well. Whereas Cartoon Network has risen up, and I think given the kids, like there's a really great. Uh, it was a viral uh, YouTube video for a while, and it was, I think, from Steven Universe. I'm pretty sure it was from this, where there's a kid that's, like, hooked up to Twitter. He, like, literally has, like, a plug from his mouth going into <laughs> their version of Twitter. It's not actually Twitter. And the kid's like, what's happening to him? And he's like, well, he's downloading all the information he's ever needed to know. And he's like, well, why would you need that? Well, he's becoming something called a social justice warrior. <laughs> and they do this whole very funny commentary on social justice warriors where they, they essentially mock it ironically. And as a child, you would find it funny. You don't know what's going on. But as a teenager, it just sounds like adult, a funny like, like superhero name. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I just think that, you know, things are, are they're, they're challenging kids. They're helping them grow up, but not in a way that like the Simpsons did or Guy or South Park, which like if you caught that as like a 14 year old, you were really being exposed to stuff that like you weren't yet ready <laughs> for. True. Um, and and, and like South Park Simpsons, is on like a South, whole yeah. nother level of that exactly too. and, and um, i would say as an adult i think south park is great i think it's very smart i think that it's probably the smartest of the satires but it takes growing up to really understand most of what they're trying to do yeah and it's they a, it's hide a, it and they nest it in like all this disgusting stuff um, yeah. like the walmart episode is the probably one of my favorite ones in terms of just like social commentary on what walmart does to a society that it moves into and it's mm-hmm. hilarious and dumb but there's also stuff to it and i think that cartoon mm-hmm. network is walking their kids towards that in a more healthy way and then getting them ready for the next level so, so in terms of your orders um what did you say your number one was or did you not get that? I, I got uh, more confused as as a kid i was i was disney cartoon network nickelodeon 100 percent. but i think that cartoon network is currently the okay, best that's right okay, I see what you're saying. all right uh shane what's your okay. answer so I will just like everyone else. Disney is as at the bottom in terms of cartoons. Um, I really like their live action shows. That's what I mm-hmm. more so relate with with them. Um, so between Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, these two were you know my peak childhood, and so I have a lot of you know, as an only child, I watched a lot of cartoons because I had no one to play with. So. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of connections with these shows. Like, we're on Cartoon Network, you know, there's there's stuff like Teen Titans, there's a codename Kids Next Door, which oh, is amazing. Um, people can say whatever they want about Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Ed, and Eddie is iconic. And um, mm. Cartoon Network also has, you know, which I think is their real strong point, they have Toonami. And Toonami oh, was yeah. just, at its prime, was peak... Inter- entertainment, you know, they they had a lot of anime, um, which oh, you yeah, know, like, not was not something that was you... fighting food on on there. Y- yes, I sure it was cool. I believe so. I, I, hold on, I don't, Fox I don't, does this count? Hold on, does this count? Tsunami, tsunami is a part of Cartoon Network. Yes, it's well, a it's, Cartoon it's, Network it's branded. Counted, but, I don't know. No, but it's, well, I mean, I'm looking at it now. It says it's, it's on Adult Swim, but maybe wasn't now. it? But weren't didn't they just take? anime shows from japan and just play them i don't think that really no counts. so they had they had their own original I they did. programming 
Um, Maybe they did like both. one of my know. favorite shows that did not get justice was Code Lyoko. Oh, okay, that came- I'm looking at this. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, sorry, I'll let you go in one second. So I want to stay on this. So it says Toonami is an American television programming block uh, that primarily broadcasts Japanese anime, but occasionally uh, American action animation. So what was some of their American shows that they played? Um, I mean, you're asking me off the top. I wouldn't know because I just been like 15 years since he watched it (laughs) um but so it used to be as a part of cartoon network it would come like at five o'clock you know after you get out of school and everything but then they got rid of toonami which i don't know why dumb business decision cartoon network and then they brought it back but then put it on to adult swim yeah i see this which adult swim doesn't make any sense to me anymore because adult swim starts at six o'clock when it used to start at like 10 so i don't so I, i so i'm looking at it right now and it looks like from 1997 is when it started and had stuff like Thundercats, Dragon Ball Z, Ooh, uh, Beast Wars, uh, what else on here? Yu-Gi-Oh! is on here. Yu-Gi-Oh! Justice League, Ooh. Batman. Well, and then Yu-Gi-Oh. in 2000... Oh yeah, if you were upgraded, yeah. you weren't. And then in 2012 <laughs> is when it moved to Adult Swim and had stuff like Bleach and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so keep going. So and I'm then, really curious to see. Where, so there's, you know, there's the, and then Fosters, which is one of my, you know, favorite cartoons, and then of course, you know, Pokemon and stuff like that. So Nickelodeon. Wait, was um, Pokemon you know, Cartoon Network? I don't know. I thought that was WP. Car- I think it was WP. It, it it moved to Cartoon Network. It was on many. Uh, it was on a couple of different. It was on three different networks at at a time. But it primarily comes on But that's also a Japanese Network show, now. isn't it? We just dub over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, these don't count because we're just stealing shows from other people and playing them. Well, you know, like, I it, don't, it doesn't. It like, has Nick, to count because that's has, what you associate. I only well, associate Pokemon with but that. But that'd be like me saying, "Dude, my favorite, my favorite producer is a producer who plays other people's movies." And it's like, well, he didn't make. It's just I don't think it counts. I think we got to stick with like what was originally on on that. What was I produced. think there's justice for that because they change a lot of things in these devs. But I will go with that. Um, right. but it Nickelodeon, is, is, you could make an argument for it. That's fair, but, but yeah, I think for so, the sake of this, so Nickelodeon had you know shows like Hey Arnold, which is my first movie I ever saw in theaters, front row, worst decision of my life in terms of going <laughs> to see movies, but I had a really good time um, seeing the movie. They had um, uh, I'm blanking. My favorite cartoon of all time, Rugrats. Love Rugrats. Rugrats was the SpongeBob of Nickelodeon. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I didn't watch that show either. Why? I, not, that, what's wrong with Rugrats? My something mom wrong had a squiggly with it, line I'm, of boundaries. I could watch SpongeBob, but I couldn't watch my, Teletubbies or Barney. This is a plot twist for Spider-Man. Michael and I. We had the Wait, same. We had the same. We had the same mom. Teletubbies is kind of creepy. My mom thought Teletubbies, Teletubbies was weird and it made me stupid. Interesting. <laughs> Your mom is basically, basically thought what I said at the beginning of this episode, where I was like, "Wow, no wonder I was such a dumb kid. I watched so many stupid shows." <laughs> basically. Your mom was like trying to combat that by not letting you watch Teletubbies. I yeah. Makes sense. That's just a bunch of my parents knew that I would become rebellious if I acted like Angelica. That's exactly. That's oh, my, my I think mom, that yeah. was the same reason we would watch it. Are you kidding yeah, me? No, actually, hold up. Literally, I think. God's I think, honest. That's the truth. I think. <laughs> I think I remember. I think you just jogged my memory, Caleb, because I think it was something like. I think my parents said we don't let you watch that show because we don't like the way the kids talk to the adults. Yes. I yes. think it was something like I would that. Think. 
Now, Dude, were you my, guys also quick. treated this way with things like Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja yeah. Turtles? Because my parents literally, my parents literally, my parents literally no, asked I, me. I did watch those. They I literally said, Mike, anything. where do they get the power from? Not Jesus. You can't watch it. That's literally a conversation <laughs> oh, I had with my dad well, about I, Power I, Rangers. Hold up, I well, know I wasn't. My mom with Star Wars. I was not watching Star Wars <laughs> as a kid because the Force was like replacing the Holy Spirit. See, this is what oh. my parents did. Oh. My mom showed me Star Wars. My mom didn't make any sense. We have to stop because for one second, so. I love <laughs> Michael's like my dad was like where'd they get the power from huh Power Rangers where'd the power come from not God can't watch it <laughs> but here's the thing um, I remember with uh, with Star Wars I was allowed to watch Star Wars growing up we yeah. weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter growing up uh, and then same. we were allowed to watch Lord of the Rings but then not like it's like wait what yeah this is, this is quickly line of boundaries I actually have a funny sense. story about Lord of the Rings so I think I said before that when I was a kid, I just assumed if it looks cool that I probably can't watch it. <laughs> I remember the Lord of the Rings movies came out and it looked really awesome. So I, obviously the devil was in it. And one day like yep. I was like eight or whatever. And I got up in the middle of the night to get some water. My parents were watching Lord of the Rings. And I was like, what? Uh, what are you guys yep. doing? This is bad. <laughs> got him. And they go, no, it's got okay. Him. Christian wrote the books. This I was like, is oh, really? Exact, this is the same. You're literally telling my life that happened to me too. I was like, oh, this is like Harry Potter, right, mom? Evil and bad? And then she's like, ah, no. And I was like, wait, wait, why is this one okay? And then all of a sudden they were just watching it. And I was like, oh, this one's good. And then I watched it and loved it. But it's like, yeah, I remember yeah. it not making Doesn't sense. Make any sense. And then, and then you bring to your parents, well, J.K. Rowling a christian and they're like yeah but she's british so it doesn't count <laughs> not literally saying catholic that, but like you know she's anglican and um there was always this <laughs> argument right. in my church where it was like well harry potter is especially bad and they then would follow it up with a really stupid argument that made no sense saruman yeah. was much worse than voldemort i think it was just that that harry potter was closer to like witchcraft than lord of the rings lord of the rings yeah. is just, like good versus evil but then Harry Potter uh, was literally a school teaching you how to be a witch. Yeah, and it was like they were called witches and and warlocks and like the words. This is the words they were using, I think. Um, Shane, let's have you keep going. Sorry, oh, it's like yeah. reminiscing no, childhood. That I've um, so I just want to say, I just on PTSD. my Cartoon Network list, uh, Dexter's and uh, Powerpuff Girls are both great shows. But Nickelodeon, you know, I said Rugrats. Um, you know, of course, Fairly Odd Parents. We talked about SpongeBob, but it also has you know stuff like. Cat Dog, which I enjoyed, The Wild Thornberries, mm, which I still reference a lot, um, Rocket Power, which is really good. Mm. Um, of course, you know, Jimmy Neutron, Avatar, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, for me, Cartoon Network has shows that are, I think, the ones that I really enjoyed the most were very, like, action-heavy. They were usually ones that involved, like, some type of combat or some type of ad- adventure. The shows on Nickelodeon that I really enjoyed involved a lot more um at home topics and they were more like you know hit the heart type of shows so with saying that um ultimately i like the stuff that's going to make me feel good the most so i think ultimately i would enjoy the nickelodeon i enjoyed the nickelodeon program more and that's what i would think i would show my kids more than the cartoon network stuff even though i'm still going to show my kids plenty of cartoon network um cartoons i think nickelodeon uh wins for me in terms of overall whoa uh, so we all agree quality for we're all the same agree. oh wow yeah and, it's funny. and that's because in its heyday uh, and what caleb i think what caleb said too in its heyday nickelodeon just was so on point with its its branding with the type of content that it was putting out in the direction it was going um 
towards like you know their audience of kids they're um because even with their live shows and their gaming you know st- programming stuff like double dare and things like that and um the the what's the other one where they would go into the the treasure oh oh my god the, um, the temple forget. temple questers yes the temple, temple one whatever yeah, yeah, yeah so the, they just were so on point with their direction and that really impacted me as a kid whereas cartoon network was just more a mesh of really good cartoons that didn't have a clear direction and but they've what caleb said have grown um the most because nickelodeon kind of got is trapped in a spongebob rules the world uh type of situation and cartoon network has gotten more expansive so i would say nickelodeon at the top cartoon network and then disney so this conversation has kind of opened my eyes to like the different cartoons that are out there and, and i'm comparing them i'm kind of looking them up online right now some of them um and i think the thing about the disney shows is the disney shows a lot of them a lot of the episodes that i saw of disney shows was like disney was sitting in the room and they're like wow we have a bunch of commercials for a bunch of toys we'd like to sell i guess we better <laughs> make some tv shows that we can put around them so the kids will watch them and then <laughs> that disney was it loves that merch it was like it was like bare minimum. What can we do to make a bunch of dumb kids watch our shows and watch our commercials? But then like you watch Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, it actually felt like these shows were shows that they wanted to be good and they, they wanted them to be quality content. And yeah. it just shows. I think it really shows. Do you guys watch like current cartoons like Netflix cartoons or Hulu cartoons? Mm-mm. I watch I One Punch really. Man, which is Anyone? technically anime, but not really anything else. So uh, Netflix uh, has three very good just normal cartoons and then of course you can hit up Crunchyroll for i won't even get into the anime conversation there's unlimited there but um big mouth which is a show co-created by john mulaney and nick kroll is endlessly hilarious and also very very good in terms of educating young people and um well essentially sex education for kids but it's like okay. done in such a way that like it's actually educating them but it's also hilarious and it's much more for adults than it is actually for kids but it's one of those things where so many friends of mine were like i wish i had this in high school because there are mistakes that i may have made and or like things that i thought you should do when you shouldn't do it and this is just a show that like is an honest conversation about kids growing up Mm. having puberty not afraid to talk about any of those situations but it's done tactfully (laughs) and it's done hilariously and i mean if you know anything about john mulaney or, or nick Kroll comedy it's exactly what you would expect um and then bojack horseman is probably bojack the most is well really written cartoon of all time that is absolutely i would that say by is far the best really it, i don't know anything about it it is very intense it's there's like it, it's depressing. it's a cartoon obviously it's it's very raw and yeah. there's some endings to some episodes i'm not going to say much details but where you're just sure. like whoa they yeah whoa did that just happen and you're like whoa man that was a that was a dark moment like that was a serious thing that just happened in this cartoon and it's pretty nuts yeah Um, absolutely and if you want some like you know mindless modern comedy f is for family by bill burr is uh very 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 funny all on netflix netflix comedies are as far as cartoons go very solid yeah good stuff some some stuff for people to check out um I can't say anything because I've seen except for, except for Bojack. Bojack is intense. Um, all right, guys, let's let's wrap up this episode. Uh, we all agree. And now I'm curious to see like if we post this on Instagram, people are going to agree with us on there. You know, like are our fans aligned with us? 
Um, okay, plugs. Uh, Michael, let's start with you. Um, so follow me on Instagram, M-Y-K-O-L-D-I-M-A-S. That's Michael Demas. Michael is spelled weirdly. Demas is my middle name. Uh, follow me there for everything that I do. I got some music I'm working on. Um, post my demos whenever I'm uh, kind of working on an idea. So if you want to kind of be a part of the process, let me know if it sucks or not. They're usually in my stories. Other than that, I'm doing some guitar lessons online. Uh, hit me up on there as well if you are interested. I'm doing a special. You buy four lessons up front, you get one free. Nice. Do it. Awesome. Shane, what about you? Um, yep, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, um, Mr. McCaddy, M-R-M-C-C-A-T-T-Y, to um, keep updated with me. And then you can um, listen to uh, my podcast, the Pop Talk Podcast, um, where you listen to podcasts, search Pop Talk Podcast, talk about pop music, pop culture, and all that good stuff. Nice. Caleb, what about you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, at Kaleguts. That's spelled K-A-L-E-G-U-T-S. But, um, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, big into plugging uh, social media. What I do want to plug is a book I'm reading right now called The King of Warsaw. It is one of the most uh, baller, like, amazing uh, books I've read in years. Um, and it's like if you're interested in anything Scorsese ever did as a filmmaker, it's like that but book version. Uh, one of the most incredible plot twists of any books I've ever read. Everyone, pick up The King of Warsaw. It was just translated into English like a week ago. It's You can get it on Amazon Prime. Even if you're quarantined, they will deliver it to you. It may take a bit longer than normal. What was the, oh, and what was the language originally? Uh, Polish. So it's a Polish, Polish book. Okay. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's huge. Everyone here it was super into it. But I, I was hearing about this book for like two or three years. I knew uh, aspects of the plot. People didn't give it away, though. And I was dying. I got my hands on it the first moment I could. I actually had to order it from Amazon in Germany because Poland, where I'm at currently, does not have Amazon. So I uh, got it from there. And uh, anyways, it's a great book. Highly recommend it. And then obviously, of course, uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Um, I didn't even think about what it'd be like to be in COVID without Amazon. It's it's a it's a situation. You got to navigate a lot of websites you don't know the language for, and uh, use a lot of Google Chrome. Thank God they translate websites perfectly. So, oh, that's awesome. Also, plug Google Chrome if you're in a foreign country. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and not Internet Explorer. That's stupid. You know, I'm not going to go on this long because we got to end. But man. As you a know developer, so you have to program for Internet Explorer all the time, and it, and everything literally works in every single browser, and then it doesn't, and that's stupid. And it's like, well, can we just not <laughs> build for it? Is that okay? And it's like, no, because our clients are old, and they all use Internet Explorer. Like, dang it. That's a shame. hate that browser. Not even so, so about Internet Explorer, just a really uh, quick thing. Uh, when I was at work the other day, and I had to like pull up, youtube i was like okay like where's google chrome obviously that's like what i do right and then i the the screen comes up and all i see is internet explorer i said oh this is not happening i immediately oh, no. <laughs> go to download google chrome just like, like an like instinctual this. thing to do <laughs> and then someone's like that's already on there i said then why is it not the default what is wrong with you people um but the same but the same thing too i just um I know I said I was not going back to Apple anytime soon, whatever. I got a new Mac, and the first Ooh. thing I did was yeah. download Google Chrome. 
Um, well, at least so Safari even... is decent. Like Safari's yeah, like, Safari is actually pretty good. On Mac. Safari is um, decent, but you know, it was so cool because I just everything just transferred over. You know, I just signed it to my Google account, so everything was just already there. So that was pretty dope. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, let's wrap up. So sorry, I not, just had to go off on that little tangent because I get angry at work about it all the time, and I just got to let it out. <laughs> stuff my podcast. Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at L-U-K-E-R-O-C-K-S-W-O-L-D. I post polls, pictures, videos. I've been kind of getting a lot more active on it lately due to the quarantine. Uh, so if you want to see what I'm doing and interact with me, and once again, like I said, we are doing a post-podcast hangout after the episodes. And if you want access to that, you have to go to my Instagram and just message me there, and I'll send you a link. It's a private link, so it's like a link. You can't get this online. You have to get it from me. Uh, but if you message me, I'll give it to you. You can join us and hang out. It's VIP really fun. only. Yeah, it's about right. I have to I have to vet you, and I can kick you out too. So Ooh. I won't, as long as everyone Ooh. you know doesn't try and destroy the work that I put into this. So, uh, cool. Thanks, guys, for being on the episode. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Stay at home. Listen to our other episodes, everybody. Thank you for listening to this one. Let us know what you think about Ellen, and let us know what you think about Disney Channel. Do you feel the same as we do? All right, guys. Yes, and out.